0: Thanks for joining us today for the Revolution Church podcast. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out online at therevolutionchurch.com. Our prayer for you is that you would discover God's unchanging love and see what he can do through you. Today let's jump back into week 2 of our series Christmas at Revolution Church. Good morning Revolution Church. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing today? Awesome, awesome. I like that t-shirt challenge, don't you? Come on, especially around the holidays. Awesome. God, love Christmas. Don't you guys love Christmas? I'm going to ask that question again. Don't you just love Christmas? I'm going to ask you one more time because they to got a good picture of me smiling. Don't you just love Christmas? Okay, now I can be serious for the rest of the message. All right, cool. All right, so I love this season. The season's amazing and uh, people are just open to, uh, they're jolly, they're cheery. We had an outreach this past Sunday, or this yesterday, uh, Jason will tell you at the end of the service today, just uh, being generous with the city of Troy. It was just amazing. Um, and I just want to say that, if I forget to say it later. You are the hero of that story. We were able to touch all these people at Kroger. We were able to buy 10 pizzas for all of the workers at Kroger. It was amazing. We believe in generosity here at Revolution Church. You are the hero in that story. I just want to say thank you. You should give yourself a great big God bless you for enabling us to be generous in this community. My God, if I was Jesus, I would be like, that is the weakest clap I have ever heard, all right? You should give yourself a hand clap for being generous, all right? There you go, all right, all right, there you go, okay, praise the Lord, all right, so I want to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, want to read one of the famous scriptures around this time of year, and it's read probably around pulpits all around America, and um, and I'm sure you've probably heard this before, but I'm sure you probably never heard it the way I'm going to bring it today. So, all right. So, all right. So I want you to read with me the scripture. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to open up there. Great to see a lot of you here today. Some old friends here. Um, I won't start calling your names out, but just when I see you here, it just does something to me. i um, just so excited. I believe one of the things that God uh, put on our heart to do at Revolution Church is to preach A message of restoration. Anybody need restoration? All right, you're getting together with family for the holidays. How many of you know sometimes you need some restoration with some family members, right? Okay, and so just, I just really believe that that's one of the things that God is going to do here in this season. Just bring restoration. In fact, we believe the 2020s, we kick off our 21 days of prayer, which we would invite you guys to join us with, okay? And believe that 2020 will be a tremendous year of restoration and favor. Anybody could use a little favor in this place, huh? All right, so Luke chapter 2, let's read this. Sorry for that commercial. All right, uh, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Interesting to note, the shepherds. I want you to just underline that and keep that in the back of your mind because it's very interesting, this this word shepherd. What were they doing out at night in the first place? And we're going to find out about that a little bit later on. And so, uh, and behold... An angel of the Lord stood before them. So I want you to picture yourself you're one of these shepherds that are out all night long watching the flock and a lot of times the people the shepherds watching the flock at night are not the owners of the sheep or and not even the the more experienced shepherds, okay? Because they did things in three watches at that time of year, and so they always put the most inexperienced shepherds out there. To stay with the sheep at night. How would you like that entry-level position? Come on. All right. So they got the job of having to sleep out on it. Some of the young people are just like, oh, that's awesome, man. I could stay on my phone all night long. That would be great. All right. So, so so shepherds were out there, and these were young shepherds, these were inexperienced shepherds. These were the lowest on the totem pole shepherds. All right. And this is so interesting. And so while they're out there with these sheep, all right, verse nine, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. How many of you would be greatly afraid too, right? Yeah. Now yeah. 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 E.T. just shows up and you're just like, E.T. phone home, right? Yeah. You just okay. So you would be greatly afraid. You'd be like, what is happening? I'm out here at night in this sky, this angel just shows up. Now watch what happens, all right? Then the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you Good tidings of great joy will, all, will be all to, to all people. Verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. All right? And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. suddenly. Come on, say it like you mean it. And suddenly there was with the angel... A multitude of the heavenly host praising God. Now, I want you to see this. One angel, first of all, appears to these shepherds. And then suddenly, come on, say it again, suddenly. And then suddenly, the sky lights up with thousands and thousands and thousands of angels. I've never seen this before. Because I always got lost in the story with some Hallmark movie or something like that where they kind of depicted this and and there were some weakling angels and, and, and they were just kind of in the sky. But when you go back and you study this scripture in its entirety here, this, is, this word multitude actually means thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Imagine you're out here and you just see one angel and suddenly your eyes open up and you just see legions and legions of angels that fill up the sky. How many of you know that would freak you out? Yeah. If it doesn't freak you out, you need some eggnog with a little shot in it, all right? Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm telling you, it just this amazing multitude just shows up, thousands upon thousands. And I've breezed over this again and again and again, but this time I asked myself, why? Why so many angels? Why this magnificent announcement? Why have we lost this in, in this story? All right. And, and I think it's going to be very interesting today. All right. Look what it says here in, in and what, what they go on to say. They go on to make this announcement. Verse 14 Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. I'm going to say, shout, peace, peace, peace and then goodwill towards men. We're going to talk about peace and goodwill towards men today, specifically we're going to talk about peace, especially in the holiday season. How many of you know it is the holidays, and we're supposed to enjoy the holidays, but oftentimes we don't enjoy the holidays? Somebody shout, peace, come on. This is the message today, right? Peace, peace, where are you? Come on. Turn to the person next to you. Come on, tell them, peace, peace, where are you? Help me out. Come on, help me out. Where are you? All right. Now, let's pray, because you're going to need it today, and me, too. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, and we praise you for the opportunity to always share your word. Holy Spirit, come, illuminate us, open the eyes of our understanding, help us to know your word, help us to embrace it, help us to become people that you've called us to be, Uh, Holy Spirit. we, We can't do this without you, and so I'm just asking you now to speak through these vocal cords. Open the ears of the people that are here. Lord, let this be a moment today, a moment of change, a moment that we would embrace to walk in another level, Lord, with you. And so we just thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Say this with me. Can you say I'm blessed? Bless. Anybody blessed in here today? Yeah. Yeah. Can you say I'm blessed? I'm blessed? Can you say I'm highly favored? You. Can you say I'm deeply loved? Deeply loved. Okay, and I got a, just a little cleanup right over here too, uh, by the way. Um, I already talked to Dan about this. How many, how many just led Dan Dan Russell and the family? Come on, give them a great big God bless you. Did a nice job today, but he forgot to give you our three, our three visit challenge, okay? And so, and so I'm just going to just say this right here as part of our, what I have to do. So, as a three person challenge, a three time challenge, if you're visiting for us for the first time today, we are honored that you're here. We're honored that you chose to worship with us, you braved the icy roads. You know, this is our first test of snow and Christmas or snow around the holidays or snow around the winter, okay? And so thank you guys for coming and worshiping with us today. Appreciate that. But if you're visiting us for the first time, we're gonna give you the three church challenge, the three-time visit challenge. We ask you to come back for the next three weeks and if you haven't found a church home because we really feel like you really don't understand or know a church until you stop and visit that church at least three times, okay? And I'm not just saying it because um, I want you to come and see me, but I am kind of saying it because I want you to come and see me, okay? And so, But I want you to enjoy yourself here at, at, uh, at Revolution Church and just uh, give it an opportunity. And now, if you say, you know, Pastor Daniel... I don't feel like this is a place where I connect. The reason why we pray for other churches in our community every single Sunday is because we are a believer in the local church. I believe the local church is the light of the world. It is the hope of the world. It's not our government. It's not our corporate America. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who's the head of the church. Are you with me? The church is the hope of the world and we believe that everybody should be plugged into a local church somewhere. That's why we are so honored that you chose to worship with us today and we pray that if God is calling you to make this your church home, that we have an amazing time together, and that you plug in, and that you grow. A big win for us is is that is you're on a team here someplace, or you get into a small group, which we're going to be launching this uh, spring, because that's a, a, one of the biggest things that we want to do here at Revolution Church, all right? But if you say, no, this isn't the place that I can actually call home, then we would love to assist you and get planted someplace. Don't leave here just thinking you're going to do this on your own. There are a lot of great churches out here. We know a lot of good ones, and we love to help you get planted someplace because that's our heart here at Revolution Church. Can somebody say amen, all right? All right, so I just want you guys to know that. All right, so back on the message here, okay? Um, all right, so let's understand this. Why? Why this announcement? Why this, actually, this an amazing announcement of angels declaring this, this statement, peace on earth? And goodwill towards all men. Why? Why so many angels? And this is the part that I've never seen before, that I hope you actually catch today, like I caught in my study. All right. So why? Why so many angels? You're out here and you see thousands upon thousands of angels. All right. And it's almost as if it's almost as if they are sitting on the edge of their seats and they couldn't wait to make this announcement. That's the feeling when you study this in the in the Greek. Like they couldn't wait. To make this announcement, they were like caged horses. They were just like, like, like they just couldn't wait to get out here and actually make this announcement. Now, here's what I personally believe when he said peace and goodwill towards men, this is a new announcement, a new change is coming because baby Jesus represented something completely different. We don't want to get lost in the holiday shuffle of the baby and the gifts and the three wise men and joy to the world. We believe in all that. But something special happened that day at his birth, which is the reason why the angels said, Peace. Somebody say, Peace. Peace. There's something awesome here. Because remember, they're angels. Now, if you know the word of God, and, and if you don't know this, maybe you need to hear this today. God has millions and billions of angels that watch over us. That's what the scripture teaches us. Angels, the the Bible says, they are ministering spirits sent to serve you and me, or sent to protect you and I. Okay, so I know. I know this might seem awkward, but all in this room, there are angels. You can't see them. I only know that's what the Word of God says, okay? So angels are a part of our world as a Christian. And when you go to heaven and when you get into that other world, you'll see angels everywhere. And the Scripture clearly teaches that they have been sent to assist us, okay? Now, why would thousands upon thousands of angels show up to say, Peace. And why would they say it so in such an exciting way? Okay. Because I personally believe in the earth from the time of Adam to this announcement, for 4,000 years, angels have been watching over mankind and they've been watching over a mankind that didn't have peace. They didn't have peace because what man had before Jesus was born was separation from God. When Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, When he allowed sin to enter into the world, man became separated from God. It wasn't the life that God had intended for Adam, but it was the life that Adam chose, all right? And Adam's choice, his poor choice, was passed on to all of us, whether we realize it or not. And for 4,000 years, angels had been watching over man. They've been watching over men who didn't have peace, men who didn't know. Listen, men who didn't know where they stood with God, men who had to serve in an Old Testament capacity with this temple, and the way they could worship God was they had to make these gross blood sacrifices, and and sometimes they knew they were right with God, sometimes they didn't know they were right with God. It was this big guessing game, okay? And so the angels, I believe this with all my heart, had to watch all this, and watch men be insecure in their walk with God. The angels knew that our Father in heaven is an amazing, loving, heavenly Father. But because sin separated the Father from mankind, there was this temporary situation that was put in place for 4,000 years. But the best news of all happened on this day when we read this scripture. Baby Jesus was born, and an announcement was being made that everything is about to change. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Everything. Amen. Everything. Everything was about to change. Peace was coming back to mankind. Peace with God. Oh, man. How many of you understand this today? How many of you love this statement that God is not mad at you? Come on. All right. That's what he was saying here. And this is just the announcement. This is just the announcement. This isn't even the real deal. All right. So this word peace is amazing. Here's, here's what the announcement was saying. These angels were saying, first, the word peace means to feel secure and safe. I am announcing to you that you are going to begin to feel safe and secure. They didn't feel safe and secure for 4,000 years, but a time was coming when you as a Christian, when you as somebody who knows the Lord, you're going to feel safe and secure even in a world that is not safe and secure. How many know that's good news, right? This is just the announcement. You're going to this word peace also means to be prosperous. Now I know that's a that's a word that people don't like today because of the abuse of that word, but it actually means to advance successfully in life. How many want to advance successfully in life? Evidently they weren't able to advance successfully in life For 4,000 years, and Jesus, baby Jesus, is being born, and this announcement is being made. You are gonna be able to live safe and secure, and you are going to be able to advance in life. How many of you know that's good stuff, right? Then he goes, then this word peace also means this. Here's, just let this sink in. It means to be content with its position in life. Evidently, they weren't content. How could you be content? when you didn't know where you stood with God? How could you be content when the only way you knew that you could get to God was you had to go make this blood sacrifice and, and if you did good, you got good. If you did, if you did bad, you got bad. How many of know that is a terrible way to live your life, right? And sad to say, people still believe that today. When this announcement was coming, no, I'm coming to give you peace. I'm coming to help you have a life that is filled with contentment. Oh, this is something that the world needs. How many of you know what I'm talking about? To be filled with contentment. But my favorite definition of the word peace means this. Listen, just let this sink in. The tranquil state of the soul, fearing nothing from God. Isn't that awesome? The tranquil state of the soul, fearing nothing from God. Having a relationship with God That you don't have to be afraid. Having a walk with God that even in your failure and even in your mistake, even when you sin, that you can still go to God and not be afraid of him. I'm telling you what, that is good news. Come on. This is what this announcement was. It was an announcement only to say the day is coming when you don't have to be afraid. You can be content, you can advance, you can be free in your walk with God. Man is separated, but the day is coming when you're not going to be separated anymore. You're going to be close. The day, right now, you're having to perform your way to God, but the day is coming when there will be no performance. It'll be the most loving relationship you can have with your heavenly Father. How many of you know that's good? Yeah. It's so difficult to have a relationship with anyone where you feel like you've got to perform to win their favor. After a while, you just stop performing because it's too much work. Have you ever had that experience? Oh, the best news in the world is you don't have to perform in your relationship with God. You know why? Jesus did all the performing. All we have to do is all the receiving. Any receivers in here today? This is where peace begins. This is where peace begins. Now, here's what I want you to do. This is the announcement only. The angels just announce, this is coming. This is coming. Jesus is born. And for 33 and a half years, he has this amazing, illustrious career. I mean, at 12 years old, he's preaching in synagogues, you know. And, and, and people are saying, what? Wisdom. Does this guy have it was amazing? And and then he, and he this one of his first miracles when when he becomes anointed and he steps into his ministry. You, you're gonna love this, especially around the holidays, okay? He turns water into wine. Come on. All right? No, and, and and don't you can't get religious here because they partied with this wine. You can't party with grape juice. You have to party with the real stuff. Come on. Amen. That's what the Bible says. I know people want to argue about this, but I still don't know anybody that would stand up and say, well, you saved the best flat grape juice for last, right? The owner of the party said, no, you saved the best wine for last, because that's the way Jesus is. He always saves the best for last. Come on. And so he shows up, and he has this illustrious career and feeds multitudes of people with little fish and loaves of bread, raises people from the dead, I mean, it's amazing the fame that Jesus has. He has this illustrious, and people are following him. Twelve disciples are following him, and he shows up on the scene, and he says, I want to talk to you guys today about God, but I don't want you to know God as the judge or the God where you might have to do some sacrifices or this God where it's a guessing game. I want to talk to you about a new concept. I want to talk to you about God as being our heavenly Father who loves you so much. Freaked out the religious community because we only know God with our works and we know God with our study and we know God with all the things that we do and our phylacteries, and all our robes and, and all of the religious and the pomp and sermon. That's how we know God. You can't show up here and start talking about God being our heavenly, lovey-dovey, heavenly Father, don't worry, be happy kind of God. You can't do that. It will mess up everything that we believed all these years. How many know it needed to be messed up? Yeah. 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 How many of you know some of our stuff needs to be messed up in our concept of God? Yeah. He loves you. And that's what this is about. So fast forward now. Jesus has this illustrious career. Now, at 33 and a half years, he's on the earth. The announcement was made that this piece was going to be made available to us. And I want you to see what he says here in John chapter 14. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. Look what it says. It says, peace I leave with you. This is the end of his ministry. So at his birth, there's this announcement of peace. And now at the end of his ministry, watch this, there's a pronouncement of peace. There's an announcement It's coming, it's coming. And right here in John 14, 27, he says, I'm pronouncing it to you because all that was announced 33 and a half years ago is about to happen right now. He says it right here. He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Isn't this awesome? He says, my peace I'm giving to you. I love this. When he says, I'm giving you this peace, or I leave you this peace, listen, this word is not a passive word in the Greek. It actually is the word bequeath. Like like if you were invited into an office where a, a will was being read and you were an heir to the Bill Gates Foundation. Come on, help me out, somebody. All right, Any receivers in the house here today? All right. You're an heir, right? And you're sitting at this table. And you, and you know Bill Gates is just, you know, he's got a few dollars in his pocket, right? You're not really expecting much, right? Right. So you're sitting there. <laughs> you're sitting there, and there's probably 30 or 40 people in this room, and the lawyer, the executor of the estate, he starts to read, and your name comes up. He calls your name, and he says, you... So-and-so, Bill Gates, bequeathed to you all the royalties from windows. Amen. We received that right now. Amen. I'm just trying to let this sink in, guys. All right? I I'd venture to believe there would not be one person in this room who would say, Oh, no, I don't deserve that. I'm trying to bequeath it to you. Uh, you know, I, I don't deserve that. I, I haven't been a good person. I, I you know, I, I, I don't, I've been mean. I yelled at my wife driving to work to or driving to this estate thing. I yelled at her, you know, and, and I haven't been around for my kids, and, and, and I've been a terrible father, or, or I've been a wasteful person, and I've not been diligent on my job, and, and I get involved in things I shouldn't be getting involved. I put things in my eye gate and in my ear gate that I know aren't good for me, so, you know, I really don't deserve that. I don't think one person in this room would say that. Okay. I don't think one person in this room would say that. Right? No. You'd be like, hmm, yes, uh, Bill, Bill Gates was my distant uncle, but right now he's my favorite uncle. Come on. That's what you'd be saying, right? Right? Okay. Bequeath, baby. I don't even know what bequeath means, but bequeath. Give me some bequeathing. Come on. Right? So that's what. This word means bequeath. You're sitting at the table. You're an heir, the Bible says. An heir of God, an heir of salvation. And you're sitting at this table, and Jesus is saying, I am getting ready to bequeath something to you that you need. <laughs> Come on. You need safety and security in here. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You need contentment in here. You need to feel like you, 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 you don't have to be afraid of God. You need that in here, right? Here's what Jesus is saying. I am bequeathing this to you. And because we don't understand how powerful this is, we've pushed it away. We've breezed over it. I'm here today to tell you that you are an heir of something greater than money. How many of you know you need peace? If you have unrest on the inside and you have money, you do not have life. Yes. But when you have peace on the inside, man, I'm telling you, it's worth more than all the dollars. Come on. Now, now, now just being honest with you, um, it'd be great to have both, though, right? right? Where's all the honest folk in here today, right? Okay, and I know, that, I know that when my bills are paid, I do experience a greater level of peace on the inside, right? So, so I get that, too, and God knows that, too. So what I want you to see, this peace that Jesus is gifting to us, he's bequeathing to us, is a force. It was announced at his birth, and right here, just before he goes to heaven, he's saying, I'm giving this to you. This is your inheritance. This is your gift, This is the peace that I've been promising. Come on, peace, peace. Where are you? It is right here. And Jesus gives it to them. And he not only gives it to them, he gives it to you through the scripture. Are you guys getting this? And so what is this force? What is this force of peace? What is this gift of peace? The best way to describe it is uh, I've lived through uh, three hurricanes now, and if you've have ever been in the middle of a hurricane, um, you you need to get out of town. <laughs> okay, so it's a, it's a, a hurricane. is like a, a, it's like an airplane and a, a load of semi trucks and a bunch of New Yorkers beeping their car all at the same time. Okay, and it's just rivets you when you're in the middle of a, of a hurricane. But there's this thing called the eye of the storm. Have you ever heard that term, the eye of the storm? All right, so because I have a little experience with some hurricanes, and, and so the eye of the storm is the center of the hurricane, okay, which if you find yourself in the middle of the eye, it is the most peaceful part of the storm. I mean, you could be all around you, is just havoc, and all around you is crazy, all around you is furniture and cars and, and, and stuff, trees, everything, all debris, all around you, but you're in the middle of the eye, and it's just like this is like, is this like for real? That's what the eye of the storm is. It's the most peaceful place. This is the kind of peace that Jesus came to give us. This is the kind of peace that Jesus came to give us, you guys. The eye of the storm. The kind of peace that we all need around Christmas. The kind of peace we need when the roads are slick. The kind of peace you need when the people at Somerset are so nice. The kind of peace that the people at Somerset need when you're not so nice. Come on, help me out, somebody. All right. You know why this peace is so important? Because peace, and Jesus knew it, it is designed to be tested. Have you ever been tested? Amen. I just got this honest bunch right over here, man. <laughs> Have you ever been tested? Yes. If you, I got great news for you. If you're being tested, best news of all, pass the test. <laughs> oh, you better got a good picture there because that was a good smile right there, man. I'm telling you what still working it with you guys. All right. Have you ever, have you ever thought you were having one of the greatest days of your life, and then your phone rings, and it's that number. Come on. And your heart goes from here to here. Like, where did peace go? It just sprouted wings and flew away. Have you ever had that? All right. So maybe you haven't had Maybe you don't have Mr. Drama or Mrs. Drama in your life, all right? Have you ever done this? This is honest. Have you ever gone to the bathroom? That was not hard, guys. I was telling you. I got to find something everybody can relate to here, you know? Have you ever gone to the bathroom? All right, cool. I just need to know that I'm talking to some human beings over here. You're not a robot, all right? All right, so, and now I know, I know you've never done this, but I, but I know some of you have taken your phone to a public bathroom and left it in the stall. Help me out. Come on. And you're, you're in your car looking for your phone. Where's my phone? And your heart goes from here to here, right? And now you just start doing everything you can to get back, retrace your steps, and you know you left it on the stall, Right? Come on, I did it at this facility, yes, just before I preach. That's why it's so alive for me, man, like, where's my phone? (laughs) So when the kids are little, I used to take them to Home Depot all the time. I used to love Home Depot. I hate it now, but I used to love it back then, all right? And so, sorry if you love Home Depot, and sorry if you work there. I like the workers at Home Depot. They're really cool, too, by the way. So I'd just take the kids, and I'd throw them in the basket, and, and I'd just... Buy the stuff that I need for the house, and so, so I'll never forget one time I got so caught up at this Home Depot because of the project that I was working on, and it starts out just a little bit. This this will make a great message someday later, but I leave the kids parked in the basket over, here and they're just playing with each other, you know, and and so oh, I see this thing over here, oh wait, and then, oh I see this thing over here, and oh oh wait a minute, and then oh, there's this. I got to go to the next aisle to find a thing, and. Next, oh, and then then this leads me to the next aisle over, and I'm like, I'm like 20 minutes into this thing, and I'm like, oh, I finally, I finally have all these things that are going to make Jeannie happy. Come on. And I'm like, where's my kids? Have you ever done that, right? Don't admit to it, but I'm just being transparent. I'm like, oh my, oh my I, I never, I threw everything in the air, man. <laughs> Just like, like you'd see in a movie or something. I'm running through the aisles. And all I kept thinking, "Genie's going to kill me, man. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. So how about this? How about this? Um, how about this? Now, now it's Christmas. And, and I feel like as a pastor, sometimes I had to prepare you guys for stuff that you're going to face. Stuff that I'm going to face. And I shared this with my small group, and so I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like I can share this with you guys. And so, um, so around Chris, every Christmas, my wife has this uh, this holiday tradition that she likes to put up our Christmas tree. Okay, and she let, she wants it to be this big family event. It's got to be a family affair, and and. Um, you know, so, okay, we're going to have breakfast as a family, and, and then we're going to set the tree up, so we, we prep it all. i got a haul in this. This thing's 12 feet tall, and it takes, you know, a big, you know, 11-foot step ladder to put this thing together. That's my job, of course, okay? And so then it's their job. The kid's job is to decorate this tree. But for three years in a row, every time it comes to the tradition of decorating the tree, the kids want to do everything but decorate the tree. Okay, And so what that happens is that is now this is supposed to be this big family fun event where we got Christmas music playing and she's cooked breakfast and, and we're supposed to be like fa-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la. Okay, but there's no fa-la-la-la-la la, 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 because for three years in a row, I've got to raise my voice. I've got to what are you guys doing? Get off your phone and put some ornaments on this tree! Good. How many of you know I'm talking about? Yeah, so this past Christmas... I made a deal with Jeannie and with God. <laughs> I said, I am not going to lose it this year. I will not lose it. No, no, I'm not going to lose it. No, 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 peace. The pastor do not understand. Oh, I got peace. The force of peace. Oh, I got peace. pee, peep, peace, peace. I am not going to lose this year. So sure enough, oh, the breakfast was great. The Christmas music was great. The day before, I humped that tree, put it all together, pull all the ornaments out. And all the kids just had to do is just put this thing together. And I know that if they don't put it together, then Jeannie's going to have to do it by herself. And I hate when she does things by herself. Because when she has to do things by herself, then she drags me into it, then i got to do it with herself. Come on. <laughs> That's how it works in my house. So, so, <laughs> I'm not going to lose it. I'm not going to lose it. Will you please get off your phone? Okay, Dad, no problem. No, like now. How many of you know I'm talking about? Delayed obedience. Man, I tell you, sometimes I think the devil's in this phone, because this devil makes kids delayed obedience. How many of you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, now. Can you start now? And and just they're not paying attention, whatever. And we have these little play snowballs. They're cotton balls and have a little bit of weight to them. And all of a sudden, somebody just gets this crazy idea to start having an indoor snowball fight. Okay? We're not supposed to be having a snowball fight. We're supposed to be putting up a tree. We need ornaments on this tree. So now I can feel the blood rising. I just told myself, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to do this again. And so one of the snowballs hit these lights that we have over our island, okay, they're, they're expensive and they're kind of all joined. And all of a sudden, like bowling, right there's like, That was it. I lost it. <laughs> over. Couldn't handle it. Done. Done. Put me over. Trigger. Come on, somebody. Okay. Safe and security. Out the door. Okay. You know, contentment. Out the door. I just lose it on them. And here's what happens. When you lose your peace, stuff comes flying out of you that you know you're going to regret later. Amen. You start making choices. You start making inner decisions. You start making inner vows. Going to cut them all out of the will right now. <laughs> you start, and this is what happens when you lose your peace. Now, here's the funniest part about this, all right? I said peace is designed to be tested. We have this force of peace that was given to us as a gift. Are you tracking with me? The announcement comes. Now Jesus says, "I'm bequeathing this to you. Take it. It's your inheritance, all right?" So, but in all of us, because peace is designed to be tested, all of us have this opportunity to lose our peace. And it can be over the dumbest thing. Now, now, now I just I, I kind of want to just back up here for a second before before we get it, you know, I finish the story here, okay? How many you want to know the way the story ends? Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to know the way it ends? Okay. Yeah. It's part of my goodwill message, which you have to hear next week, okay? Oh, so, all right. All right. So, um, all right. So, earlier in the year, one of my children got into, or it was a situation that involved a car accident. She wasn't, it wasn't her responsibility. A friend was driving her car and got into a car accident. And it's costing me several thousands of dollars to fix, okay? And I'm like, uh, okay with this. They, are you good? Are your friends safe? Everybody's okay? All right, no problem. We got this. Peace. Got this. Tranquility. Fearing nothing. Another one of my daughters, little lead foot, okay? Got a speeding ticket, you know? 20 miles over, you know, and she's a teenage driver. You know what happens to teenage drivers, right? And what happens to your insurance costs, right? Okay, we got this. This is all this year. We got this. Are you safe? You good? Were you polite to the officer? Okay, great. Was the officer polite to you? Okay, we got this. We'll work on this, okay? Another one of my daughters, this happened about a year ago, got suspended from school. Yeah. I'm just being transparent with you because you're, you're going to a church where the pastor's going to be real with you, man. Amen. If you want perfect pastors, it's the wrong church for you, okay? Oh, but if you want a real pastor, transparent pastor, then you just might want to stick around a little bit, all right? Yes. So, so she gets suspended from school for something so stupid, dumb, and sh- she was wrong. Now, I'm not going to tell you which one's there, but I'll keep you guessing because they're going to all be here next week. and like, Which one was here? <laughs> so... Uh, okay, we got this. We'll talk to the principal. We got this. Did you learn some lessons through this yet? Dad, your handle is so amazing. All the other parents of the other kids who got suspended, man, their parents didn't handle it like you're handling it. This grace stuff that you keep talking about is really working, Dad. I'm liking, I'm liking this. I'm like a recipient of this God's unchanging love stuff. This is really cool, Dad. I'm like, that's awesome. Now, you explain to me, how is it that a man or you could handle three major heavy-revy situations like that and then lose it on a tree demon? Come on, somebody. <laughs> One, two tree demons. Come on. Are you with me? How is that possible? Throw the tree up. Throw the tree up. This is, the, this is our tree right over here. Isn't that something? Oh, yeah. And so here's, here's leave it up here. You want to talk about a fake life, okay? Just listen. Facebook is not real, all right? So I'm sharing. The reason why I'm taking my time here, I shared the story with my small group, okay? They're laughing, and we're trying to figure out, oh, what's the trigger, and why this and why that? And while I'm sharing this story, one of the guys in the group puts his phone up and says, oh, you mean you're talking about this tree? I had no idea it was on Facebook. Oh, look at this wonderful tree, just like you guys reacted. You have no idea what happened just probably 20 minutes before she took that picture. Real story. Come on. Somebody shout, peace, "Peace, peace! I need peace. Come on. Peace. So here's the story, guys. I'm going to start wrapping this up. What do you do when you've lost your peace like that? It's been bequeathed to you, and really, I gave it away. And you know, we give our peace away. We give it away. And so I want to read this scripture to you. Notice it says here in John 16:33 what do you do when you've given your peace away? Let me just show this to you really quick. John 16, These things Jesus said. Now, let's go chronological order here for a second. The announcement comes by the angels, okay? 33 and a half years later, Jesus says, I'm bequeathing my peace, your advancement, your ability to be content, your your ability to not be afraid of God or the things of God, okay? I am bequeathing these things. He makes this announcement, right? Now, right after Jesus makes this announcement, he says this. So this is the chronological order. Now he's really getting ready to leave, okay? He's, he's getting ready to endure his trial. Notice what it says here in verse 33. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Now hear me out here. How do you get back into peace? It's really simple. It says right here, leave the scripture up here. Notice what it says, in me, you have what? In me, you have what? So that means outside of me, you don't have. Isn't that right? So this is the first thing this tells us. That if you are not a Christian in this room, this bequeath of peace that's available to us, it's going to elude you. The things that you're going to try to find peace in, it's not the real deal. It's fake. You want real peace? (laughs) Invite Jesus into your heart. And I'm talking about a real Jesus, not a Jesus of religion, not a Jesus of Sunday school. We didn't know, was he good or bad? Was he going to hurt us? Was he not going to hurt us? I'm talking about a real Jesus, a real Jesus that loves you. A real Jesus says, I'm for you, not against you. A real Jesus says it's point you to the heavenly father who loves you. Amen. Right? That's he says, so in me, in me, you have peace. So if you're not a Christian, I pray by the end of the service, you become a Christian. All right. But in this one, in this, but for a believer, and there's a lot of believers in here, this says, in me, in me, you have peace. So somehow, as a believer, we stepped out of the peace. Are you with me? Like I did. So how do you step back into this peace? Okay, it's really simple. Okay, In me, you have peace. In the world, you have tribulation. The first step to stepping back into this peace is reminding yourself. I had to sit there at my counter while all this unrest was going on inside of me about something so stupid and something so trivial. I had to sit there and say, Dino. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What are you doing? Why are you acting this way? Why are you saying these things? Are you with me? That's the first step, is to recognize. I had to recognize I stepped out of this peace. Now I need to step back into it. Are you with me? So simple. To not step back into it means, as a believer, I'm going to accept the role of tribulation. The world's way of fixing things is filled with tribulation. Mm. It's filled with dog eat dog. It's filled with I'm going to get you if you get me. It's I'm going to hit you if you hit me back. And if I'm I'm just off of this tirade, stuff's flying out of my mouth. And if you say anything, it's going to make this worse. That's how the world fixes things. Yeah. Yeah. Are you with me? No, we have to step back into peace. Oh my goodness! And this is what starts the thing rolling. This is what starts the thing where peace, that bequeathed peace that Jesus talks about, could come back to us, all right? Then here's the next thing. Philippians 4, 6, I want to close with this, all right? It says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I had to hold on to that counter, and I had to start talking to myself. Lord, this is wrong. This is wrong. How in the world can I go through all these heavy revvies in my life, my family life. How can I go through all the drama and the turmoil of planting a church? It's a lot of work to plant a church and I'm so grateful for you guys and believing in us and believing in this dream, but it's a lot of work, okay? Especially in, in June, July, August. How can we go through all of that with the peace of God and I lose it on something so dumb, okay? Lord, I'm just gonna pray, help me, help me with this. Help me with this right now. Tell God what you need. Lord, I need your peace. I need self-control right now. I'm in rage in my mind over something so dumb. And here's the thing. If you're in rage in your mind over something that's not dumb, it's even worse. Because what happens is that that rage over something that's not dumb, that's actually justified, okay, it starts leading you down what, what I call a justifiable path into things that you were actually justified to do. Okay, because you're in rage and you're upset and you're justified to do those things, but it falls into this category. Yeah, it might be permissible, but is it profitable? Is it profitable for you to be that upset, for you to be going down this path, right? And so, God, I need your help. Now, here's what I want to get as the crux of this and thank him for all he has done. Father, I thank you for these three Beautiful tree demons you've given me. No, no, these three beautiful little girls you've given me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the life that I have. Thank you, Lord, that I can come to you even in this state of turmoil, even in this state of unrest, even though, even in the middle of the storm that's happening on the inside, I can come to you. Watch what it says in verse 7. You ready for this promise? Then you will experience God's peace. Same word, you will experience tranquility, that feeling of advancement, contentment. You will experience this, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Really simple, guys. When you find yourself in a place like we're talking about, Acknowledge that you've stepped out. Just like now, step back in, and step back in without beating yourself up. Step back in without any mental gyrations. Step back in without saying, "Well, if Lord, if you do this for me, you know, do this for me, then I'll do this for the rest of my life." Don't don't make those promises like that because you won't keep them. I haven't kept one. Help me out, somebody. Okay, don't. God's not requiring any of that. It's all religious thinking. Okay, step back in. This piece is free free. Someone say free. Peace, peace. Where are you? It is right in this room. It is as close as the air you're breathing right now. So you thank God. So you acknowledge, I'm out of peace. I'm going to get back in peace. And then you just begin to thank God. Thank God. How long do you thank God? You just keep thanking God. Until that peace returns. You keep thanking God. And thanking God, I don't care if it takes two, three. I don't care if it takes weeks. You stay in a place of thanksgiving. And that turmoil, that chaos will begin to break. I promise you. Because this is what the scripture teaches. Isn't that good? How many need some peace this holiday season? Are going to go into this holiday season prepared with a little bit of peace? So if you lose it, get back in peace. And start thanking God thank God. Certainly all of us can thank God for something in our life, right? All of us can. Thank God that we have this beautiful revelation of his unchanging love. And the idea when you discover God's unchanging love, something hits you, when it becomes a reality to you, and you won't sit on your hands. You'll be like, I got to do something with this. Purpose starts rising up on the inside of you dream starts rising up on the inside of you. At least one of the things we're supposed to do here at Revolution Church is to inspire your dream. What is your dream? What is the hope? We're not going to find it in turmoil. We're not going to find it in this place of unrest. We're going to find it in the peace of God. Oh, come on. Are you with me, somebody? With every head bowed and every eye closed, this peace is found in the person of Jesus. We talked a lot about a lot of stuff and laughed, we've been transparent I hope I've challenged you the greatest challenge we can have in this place is knowing that you are not here by accident and that you can have this kind of relationship with God, not a religious one, but a real one, that you would come face to face with a very real Jesus friends, I want him to, I want you to know Him. I want you to know this Jesus. If you're here today, you say, I've never met Jesus. I've never invited that Jesus into my life. Or you're here today, and you're saying, I'm far from Jesus. And I need to just get back. I need to get reconnected. Maybe this is that day for you. It's time to step back into peace. I feel like I'm talking to somebody who's got a call of God in their life. You've stepped out of peace. You've stepped out of it. There's so much chaos, so much crazy going on in your life. You don't know how that call can come to pass in your life. And God wants you to know it's coming to pass in your life. All you have to do is stay in my peace. I believe that's a word for somebody in this room. Just stay in my peace. You're here today. You've never invited Christ into your life. You say, I need to be In my walk with Christ, I want to pray with you. Let me just share this about the shepherds. Just hear this. I want this to sink into your heart here today. This is how amazing our God is. He chose to make his announcement of this peace and goodwill towards all men to shepherds. To shepherds, lowly shepherds. And these weren't even experienced shepherds. Here's the meaning of all this. He chose the lowest base of humanity to make the most glorious announcement of mankind. And here's the meaning of all this. He is not a respecter of persons. God loves us from the lowest to the highest. Wherever you are today, if you feel dirty and ashamed, Maybe in a low part of your life, I want you to know this Jesus is here to lift you out of it. And he does it by making himself available to you. So, again, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give this invitation one more time. He said, Pastor, you lets us me. I need to receive Christ. I need to reconnect my walk with Christ. With nobody looking around, just raise your hand nice and high so I can see. Put it up nice and high so I can see in this place. Anybody at all, I want to come in agreement with you. We never want to leave this opportunity when people work together like this. Anyone at all? Please, no one looking around. It's an amazing moment right now. Okay. All right. All right, let's pray this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that your word is true and that your peace is made available to me. I receive this peace, a fresh dose of it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a shout in this place, somebody. Come on. Come on.